plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve and Sean on today's show are Pat Kelly and Peter St. James. You know, I ran into somebody the other day and we were talking money because of the stimulus money and the this and the that. And they said, well, what difference does it make? You got to have money to make money. And I thought, you know, we've heard that expression for years, Steve, Sean, is it true? I mean, for people who have a portfolio, um, they're going, yeah. But yeah, for people yeah. who are starting, do you need to have money to make money? Well, certainly you have to have something to start having it earn interest for you. And so the thought process is, depending on what age they are, will be the percentage of what they can tuck away. Uh, and what you're trying to do is put the plan together that whatever whatever you're focusing on, understand it's long-term investing. And when long-term investing, that term comes into play, there are certain things that you got to just make sure you keep on the sidelines. Don't get emotional. Mm. Okay. One of the biggest issues with people in long-term investing is they get emotional and they do things that their gut says, and then they tend to lose a, you know, oh, markets are high. I'm going to buy in or markets are really low. I'm going to sell. That, that's what tends to happen when people are emotional. So they do the reverse of what you're supposed to do when it comes to long-term investing. You want to avoid following the herds, okay? Because that's a common thing with people. You get around the water cooler, and what do they all talk about? Hey, this stock, that stock, this stock. You know, everybody's different. You want to make sure that your personal long-term investing is geared for you and your risk tolerances. So for that reason, be a leader, not a follower. But do people get spooked on the news? Okay, the Biden presidency and and the executive orders canceling this and, and maybe a, an impeachment trial too. Do they try to anticipate what Wall Street's going to do and, and say, I'm going to sell, I'm going to buy? All the time. Okay. All the time. People are saying, oh gosh, what are we doing now? The new president's coming in. Uh, I got to sell. I got to sell. Um, or they'll hear other news and they say they got to buy. That's not long-term investing. That's short-term trading, right? We work with our clients to develop a plan and have them invest long-term. Retirement for some people is just five years away, but for many others, it's 30, 40 so, years so what, away. So when you say long-term, five years, 10 years, 30 years, 50 years, what are we talking? So when I say long-term, that's no less than 10 years. Okay. That, that's how I look at it, okay. right? Um, so you're investing long-term and you really want to avoid these knee-jerk reactions, as Steve was articulating, right? The markets are really high. The stock is doing really well and they buy into it. Well, you should have bought into it before it did really well, mm-hmm. right? So what happens is people do opposite. They buy high and sell low. You want to buy low and sell high, right? So and, and if you're long-term and you're consistent with it, that's what you'll end up doing. The analogy I use sometimes is when you're driving down Route 93 and you're in the, the you know the, the right-hand lane and all the cars are going by you on the left in heavy traffic. Like I got to get over there, right? So you get over to the left, and what happens? It okay. slows down, and the right lane picks up, and they yeah. all because everybody's right? on the left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's following the herd, and that's really not what you want to do. But but do people think they're smarter than fiduciaries? They're saying, "This is my money. I I can I can handle it." Wait a minute, I'm watching. I'm watching the markets. I'm, I'm watching the volatility. 
and and I can do this. Yeah, well, there's different types of investors. Okay. Um, we have some people out there that are very interested in the markets. They're watching CNBC or whatever the the, the channel is, yeah. and they're reading uh, about it, and they think that they're very good professional investors, and they're doing that. And others basically capitulate, and they say, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. I need a lot of help. So it really runs the gamut between those two. And and uh, people got their end of the year statements from their retirement accounts, and some people did well. Yeah. Some people 10, 11, 12, 13 percent. Mm-hmm. Other people four, five, six. Depends on your portfolio, how it was designed for you. But there's a big difference between a four percent annual return and eleven percent. Well, you usually see those differences in their risk profiles and right. their yeah. and their risk tolerances. Mm-hmm. So the four percent is someone who's more heavily on the side of bonds as opposed to equities. And but that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, especially you know, when you're considering long term investing, Sean hit on it, you know, maybe ten years. But if someone's getting close to retirement, let's say they're sixty three and they were going to tire at 67, you're going to tone that thing down a little bit and not much, so much focus on 10 years if you're going to start to use that money to produce income once you stop working. Then there's a different game plan that we'll have to put in place, but we'll know that in advance and do the proper planning. There, These are the types of key components where we help people put these plans together and make their long-term investing strategies and goals achievable so when they get to that retirement day they're not worried about it and things are in play so makes, makes sense yeah you, you want to understand which what, you, what you're solving for but the whole thing with long-term investing as sean hit on it where you don't want to day trade and you know with the headlines that we've seen in the last year people have gotten so emotional and people have said you know what oh i'm going to cash this is not going to work well this guy's going to lose and this guy's going to win. And, you know, who cares what side of the equation you're on? If you did any of that and you didn't stay in the markets, you lost because it's been a good year. So remember, the market always does the opposite of what you think it's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my kids are like. Wow. Now, now because you are uh, a fiduciary and you're very proud of that fact, representing my interests, you have to study a lot, and there is uh, a new proposal out of the Biden administration uh, that would upend, in some cases, the 401k plans. You have to be on top of that now to pay attention to, for people to recommend, because under current law, workers contribute pre-tax dollars, which reduces your annual taxable income, but you pay full freight when you take it on retirement. Correct. But the upfront tax break is larger for richer households. Because, uh, well, deductions are more valuable. But Biden wants to equalize the incentive system by ending deductions and replacing them with flat tax credits for each dollar saved. Yeah, now, that, it, you've got to you've got to be on top of this stuff to tell me what to do. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's all going to be uh, specific to your situation, right? Yeah. So there's no general rule of thumb, really, right? We have to sit down with our clients and understand exactly what their situation is and what makes sense for them. So this new uh, proposal from Biden might make sense for others. For a lot of other clients, um, we think that investing in Roth IRAs makes a heck of a lot of sense because if you look at where the current tax rates are, and I mean current now because nothing's changed, they're at 100-year lows for the most part, right? So why not put money in now, pay the tax on it, 
And then as that grows, hopefully, you know, a lot over the next few decades, then you're taking it out with without paying taxes at what may be a higher rate. Sure. So that works for some people, but not everybody. And, and Peter, all this that's coming out of Washington right now, no one knows really what, what direction it's going to end up and where it's going to finish. Right. right. But right. it's a valid point. And that's where, you know, establishing balance in your portfolios, remaining flexible and diversified between stocks, bonds, annuities, and of course, cash. You know, make sure your asset allocations allow you to put money in a variety of investment classes. Don't get hung up in one sector because with what's gone on this last year, a lot of people have gotten heavily weighted in certain sectors. Example, the tech industry. Well, you know, just as quick as the tech industry bubbled up, it can get a puncture and bubble right down. So understand you you want to be in a well-diversified portfolio when you're putting together a long-term investing plan. Yeah, that's exactly what so, our grandparents you, always told us, right? You're telling me I shouldn't have bought Bitcoins? <laughs> <laughs> Not hey, all Bitcoin. We're, we're, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, don't put, don't stick it all in one basket. Did you, well, speak, exactly. Speaking of Bitcoins, did you, sorry, apropos nothing, did you see the story about the guy who invested in Bitcoins like 20 years ago? It's now worth $300 million. He forgot his password. Yeah, I, I heard that story. That's like, how do you, but, you know, how many passwords do you have? Yeah. You know, well, I, I mean, we, we I all, get it. Yeah, we all have sheets and sheets of them. So there are people, you know, you can buy uh, portions in, 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 uh, of Bitcoin through ETFs now that, oh, are, really? that are associated. Yeah, there's ways to get into Bitcoin instead of being directly Bitcoined owned. There's, there's ETFs out there that are now tied to owning fraction shares of somehow through ETFs. Right. So it'd be part of your port- portfolio, but not all. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But, and like Steve said, all the stuff coming out of Washington, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work, but you have to be on top of this stuff. And for people who say, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You've got to pay attention. No, I don't have the time to pay attention to it. That's what I'm looking to you for. Correct. Right. So one of the things I want to mention real quick, because I hit on it, and that was asset allocation. Anybody who wants a free copy, we have a great book. It's called Income Allocation, Not Asset Allocation, because as you get closer to retirement and in retirement, your assets are kind of done building up. You're not necessarily adding any more to it. Mm -hmm. It's now, okay, what's my income allocation? How do I grab the money? When do I grab it? And how do I do it? And what are the different ways that I can maximize my money while I'm taking it out. And there are certain things that you want to be aware of. So for that reason, we'll offer this free book. Anybody who's listening out there today that wants the book, simply text the word INCOME603 to 555-888. Again, just text the word INCOME603 to 555-888, and we'll send you off a great book. It's called Income Allocation, which is an extremely critical component in your income planning and retirement planning and long-term investing. And I've seen the book. It's an easy read. It is an easy read. It's not like a college textbook uh, on, on, you know, financial institution. I mean, it's it's an easy read. Yeah. Well, we designed it that way. And it helps you say, okay, that's what I was, I was wondering. It puts some of your thoughts into words. So now I know what to ask you. Correct. Correct. And people have gotten the book and they read it and they go, wow, I would have never thought like that before. 
And so what we're trying to instill in people is education. And the education is to understand all the different financial solutions that are out there. And when we put these long-term financial solutions in play for the client, when we're building their plan, we know what the outcome is going to be in the future and much more predictable. And that's what we're trying to do. It's your turn, Sean. It is my turn. I wanted to, just, I wanted to come back to kind of where you started, okay. uh, Peter, when you talked about you need money to make money. Yes. You, well, yeah. The more money you have, the more money you can make, right? 10% on $100 is a lot more than 10% on $10. Got it. Right? Got so it. this is what we call the power of compounding. It's putting money in earlier in life and continuing to invest so that that nest egg grows. And when you get these returns... 10, 15, 20 years after you start investing, they're going to be much more impactful on your nest egg, right? If you wait until you're 35 or 40 to start saving for retirement, you're starting from scratch. You're, you're only getting 10% sure. on that $100, not on $100,000. But, but a lot of it is generational because people who are in their 50s or 60s now may have worked at places that didn't offer 401ks and they didn't offer IRAs. And yes, you could get your own IRA, but I'm trying to put the kid through school. I've got a mortgage payment. I don't have money to put aside. Now, all of a sudden, they may, the company is offering something. So they're trying to get started now. You're trying to make up, make up ground for time you've lost. Oh, absolutely. And, and one of the things that I really try to impress upon clients is if you have a 401k and your employer is going to match up to a certain amount what you put in, you better be putting in yeah. whatever that minimum amount is because otherwise you're just you're leaving money on the throwing table. Throwing money away. Yeah. It's free money. Yeah. 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 Well, the other thing people don't realize is, and I've had these conversations with young people in their 20s, you know, they, should I put into my 401? Of course you can. And of course you should. Well, how much? Well, start off with 5%. You're not going to notice the change in the deduction out of your paycheck. Mm -hmm. If the younger you are, I'd be maxing out. I'd max out now because what's going to happen is you're going to start a family and when you start that family, then you're going to need more money to support the family. And if that, when that happens, you're going to have to maybe ease up on what you're contributing to the 401k, but at least you got a good start. Mm -hmm. Then you sure. may slow down and then you'll get a heavy start at the end. So understand the impact of spending and the discipline of putting money aside for long-term future goals. See, I think Gen Xers, millennials, they're smarter than we were at, at our age. Because, and they've had opportunities to save money. that We, we had a passbook. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, okay, come on. You know, I remember. Yeah, I we remember. had our little passbook, and we, but we were so proud. We would open that passbook and see that, you know, see the money growing, $10 or right? whatever. And you'd okay. see it over time. But right. that was the extent of our, our financial intuition now with, with apps and, and, and financial advisors, and the, they have a lot more opportunity to be a lot smarter than we were at that age. But it's, but it's the same principle yeah. oh, of, of you being is. able, if you make the move, to see it grow. Correct. Yeah. And it's the same principle about staying disciplined. And uh, you know, it's funny that you say that because sometimes I see that they're more advanced than we, maybe we were back then. Yeah. And then again, there's still people with their head in the sand who just, you yeah. know, the whole thought process of even thinking about this topic makes their head spin and they ignore it. I, I've talked to a lot of young kids who are, I'm like, you putting away in 401ks? Oh, no, I'm not doing that now. I'm like, why not? Is there a match? Like Sean said, yep. that's free money. Mm -hmm. And they're, 
you got to get them to start thinking that way. And I, it's, it's education. And I think the earlier that we can get to these kids, and it's one of the things that people have said to me is, you know, I wish I was educated on this in my 20s and right. 30s. Right. I just had a conversation with a couple today, and they're in their 40s, late 40s, early 50s. They're like, we think we're behind the eight ball. I said, well, let's sit down first and figure out really where you're at before you start saying that. Everybody feels that way. But before you start getting negative, sit down with someone who can help you and find out where you are. And if you're in your 20s or 30s, it's start as soon as you can. Sure. And as Sean yep. hit on, focus on the Roth first. Mm -hmm. See, I'm still waiting for the return of the 10% uh, CDs. <laughs> the other thing that's really important that people don't realize, um, we call it dollar cost averaging. This is putting money in on a regular interval, whether it's monthly or weekly or biweekly. What you want to do is consistently put money aside in your 401k, IRA, Roth, whatever it might be, on a regular basis because the market goes up, but it doesn't go up in a straight line. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. Right. If you are investing every four weeks, let's say, you're going to find opportunities where you're actually buying at some of those low points. So at the end of the day, over the long term, you've actually been able to buy, as I said earlier, you want to buy low and sell high. This allows you opportunities to buy low. But that's counterintuitive for some people because they see the market going down saying, why do I want to invest? I'm going to lose money. Well, they're the ones that are getting into the right-hand lane on the highway. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Only for it to slow down. With yeah. everybody else. But see, so yep. you're right. But a lot of people may not know that dollar cost averaging concept, but you're right. If it's $100, $200, $500, whatever you're putting away, don't look at them up, down. Just yep. make sure you start, get into that habit of putting it away. That's the brilliant part of having it coming out of your paycheck. Yeah. Comes out of your paycheck, goes in. Every, every week, every two weeks, whatever it is. Yep, and then so you just see the paycheck number, and that's all that mm -hmm. matters, and that's what you live off of, but you've taken care of yourself first. But, yeah, well, see, that's the thing. If you do not have a company-driven plan, and you have to do it, it's harder, but you've got to pay yourself first. You do. Mm -hmm. got to pay yourself first, because by the time you pay the bills and do this and this and this, there's never going to be enough money left over. So you've got to do it up front. You have to do it up front, and you have to be, as we've said already, disciplined about it develop good habits, understand the advantage of compounding, take advantage of company matches to the workers' contributions. And historically, the markets have gone up in the long haul. Listen, let's face it. The way the markets have worked are these contractions are very short term, two years or less. Mm -hmm. The growth periods are tend to be 10 years plus. Don't let emotional investing get in your way of understanding those economics and make sure you're basing your decisions on what your goals are and what your risk profiles are. If you do that, you, we can try to minimize the emotion when people are, you know, call us, we'll be like, yeah, you know, remember we did it this way and this is why. Oh yeah. Okay, Steve, I'm great. That's our job is to make sure that people are properly aligned for the long haul and that when these headline news has come up and they want to get emotional, we're able to come back to the plan, mm -hmm. have a conversation, and they're, yep, I remember you said, yep, I'm good. That's right. That's just today's headline. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. And they can get a hold of Davis Wealth Management. You guys will do a no-obligation initial sit-down? Yeah. One of the things that they can do is go on our webpage, right. uh, daviswealthmgmt.com, and go click. There's a place where you can click to make a meeting with Sean or I. It's a 15-minute or less meeting. If you have any questions on what we talked about today or want to have 
extend the conversation further, just give us a call or book yourself into our calendar and we'll have a conversation with you about it. There you go. DavisWealthMGMT.com is the website. Go check that out. Very quickly, we've got about 30 seconds left. Give me the uh, the uh, web, the book oh, again. Oh, the book again. If anybody wants a copy of the book, it's text the word INCOME 603 to 555 There you go. All right. Steve Davis, Sean Toll, Davis Wealth Management, Davis Wealth MGMT. We'll do this again next week. Sounds great, Peter. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.